This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good afternoon. This is Front Row on the Bigger Picture and I'm Sharmila Ganesan. Woodcut carving and printmaking um, actually occupies quite an interesting space within the visual arts because it crosses these lines between the traditional and the modern, between folk art and contemporary art. And... Um, it's exactly these lines that a current exhibition called Carving Reality, Contemporary Woodcut Exchange Exhibition from East Asia, um, wants to shine a light on, particularly within an East Asian context. So the exhibition is showing woodcut prints from Malaysia, Indonesia, East Timor, Hong Kong, Taiwan, and Japan. It's happening at the Chongsan building until the 6th of December. So joining me to tell us more about the exhibition is its curator, Christy Ng. Thank you for joining me, Christy. Hi, Shamila. Thank you for having us here. So, Christy, you know, maybe you can set this up by giving us a little bit of insight into why East Asia? What are the commonalities, this idea of an exchange between these countries when you talk about woodcut prints? Basically, um, I am very interested in the formats of, you know, people working together um, in art. You call it, you know, collaboration, participation, relational aesthetics, a lot of names, the list ongoing. Um, so I started to look at um, uh, formats of people working together, especially the artists. So how do artists actually working together in a collective? So I, uh, in my research, I realized there is this, different collectives in, in different cities, different countries, they actually know each other and they have influence on each other. And, um, you know, they have exchanged, you know, they uh, before the time of pandemic, we travel a lot. So they kind of like connected through this medium of uh, woodcut and they portrayed the thing that, um, you know, in their everyday life or some um, subject matters that they want to respond to in, in the society. And somehow from these uh, woodcut collectives, we see a commonality that connects these uh, artists or uh, art practitioners together. Um, most of them work on uh, marginalized uh, social issues. Uh, for example, you know, the laborer and migrant workers, um, human rights, environmental issues and all that. So um, in a sense that, um, you know, from their prints, from the woodcuts, we can see what are these people uh, connected through these uh, social subject matters. Mm. So can you give us a little bit of insight into woodcut printmaking itself? Um, what is its history in terms of this region that you're talking about, which is, I suppose, East Asia, a little bit of Southeast Asia? Yeah, um, actually, if you want to trace back to the um, history of uh, woodcut um, in Asia, we always look back to the 1930s when uh, Lu Xun started to introduce uh, social release woodcuts from Germany, from the Europe, into mainland China and later also uh, in Japan. Uh, but that is more on the modern art period. If you look at the contemporary art now, um, I think, uh, for example, in Malaysia, Pangrok Sulap has been gaining a lot of uh, international national reputations, um, you know, they join a lot of exhibitions overseas and also the Biennale, Triennales and residency programs and all that. So, um, yeah, if you look at um, uh, woodcut itself, um, it 
used to be incorporated into a lot of uh, social movements until today, actually, because of its nature, it is uh, meant to be, you know, um, duplicatable, that you can make a lot of copies and then you can disseminate it, you can spread messages. And also because um, the skill requirement for you know, creating a woodcut is quite um, friendly, quite low, because uh, you don't really need to be trained in you know, art schools to be able to produce woodcuts. In fact, you know, um, the members of Pangrok Sulam, none of them is trained in the art school. They are all, they, they have their other day jobs or training in other disciplines, but they can master it, you know, after learning. And of course, you practice, you know, from time to time to be able to master the skill. Mm. Pagrak Sulap, of course, is um, the arts collective from Sabah and and they are featured in this exhibition as well. Am I right? Yes, yes. Um, actually, we have um, Pangrok Sulap and also an individual, which is a, a, a lady from the Pangrok Sulap Collective that is um, presenting his uh, her own uh, woodcut in the exhibition as well. Before the social realist idea of woodcut printmaking arrived in Asia, um, I'm wondering whether there was already a traditional woodcut um, practice that existed in this region. Yes, I believe so. Because uh, if you look back to, you know, um, the folk art uh, area, there's always, uh, you know, people using woodcut to make uh, the posters or calendars or, you know, the Deva Devi, that kind of uh, uh, images. That is uh, more on the folk art side. Um, but then after Lujin brought the ideas of social release woodcuts, um, actually, they are not really artists, but um, the elites or the education uh the I mean the uh, culture people they started to adopt this uh, woodcut as a tool to organize the people and also to portray the social release side of the society and from this uh, point they started to you know shift a little bit that that uh, woodcut is not only for the folk art, but you can use it into other means as well. So getting yeah. back to the idea of this exhibition itself, um, tell me a little bit about the different collectives or the different people that are being featured in the show. Okay, um, for this exhibition, we actually have 11 artists uh, and six collectives from these uh, six mentioned countries. Um, so actually, um, by looking at this uh group of artists, uh, they they knew each other as mentioned and um, we can trace back this uh, network um, from Taringbadi which is based in Yogyakarta, Indonesia. So they started uh, founding this uh, collective in 1998, uh, 1998 yes, um, during the time you know, when the Suharto's regime started to fall and um, this bunch of uh, art students, they occupied the uh, ISI, the, the Art Institute in, in Yogyakarta and they started to um, go to the rural countryside, to the villages, and use woodcut as a medium to have exchange, have dialogues with the local people. So after they create these woodcuts together, they will actually bring these woodcuts to uh, the protest to 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 raise out the the issues they want to be addressed. And this format, later, like about ten years later, is um, being uh, influenced to the. Power uh, Slab Collective, where they, you know, try to reference to the format, this format, uh, working format, and then um, they also uh, adopted woodcut as a medium to work with the local issues with the local communities, and later. Uh, uh, when Pangrak Sulap and Taring Padi had a chance to uh, visit to uh, Tokyo, they visited to this um, 
collective um, that is called HVBC, which is also part of the exhibition. And they have workshops and, uh, you know, different exchanges together. And somehow from there, uh, after the HVBC in Tokyo adopted this format, they also influenced to the establishment of uh, the Hong Kong and Taiwanese and also mainland China collectives. So it's very interesting to see, you know, how people is connected in this way and how they adopted Woodcut as a medium for them to voice out uh, different issues in different localities. So what are some of the uh, themes or the ideas that we're seeing from these different artists that are working across these countries? Yeah, um, it's very interesting that, you know, even from different cities or in different countries, um, they always look back to the um, everyday life of uh, the lower strata out of people. For example, in, in Malaysia, Parat Sulak, they have always worked with um, uh, issues like the environment because they are based in, in East Malaysia in, in Sabah. So um, the environment, the forest, you know, the way of living uh, of the indigenous people is always their subject matter. And if you look at, um, uh, for example, Taring Padi that is based in uh, Indonesia, um, for example, corruption, land issues are always their theme. And um, in this exhibition, I also dedicated a war uh, to put on, the, uh, I call it the family's war. Um, so we have um, boys and girls, I mean, men and women artists um, uh, showing their prints on that wall um, that is to raise um, you know, awareness of um, the feminism issues. Mm. Yeah. What do you think it is about the medium of woodcut prints that lends itself so well to talking about these sorts of issues? Um, not, you know, social justice, yes, but also particularly related to grassroots, particularly related to disempowered communities. Mm -hmm. So, um as I uh, mentioned just now, so, uh, Woodcut has this uh, social release uh, uh, perspective from our history. And also, um, based on my conversation with these collectives, um, they always, I always ask, like, why? Why Woodcut? You know, you have other tools, you have other mediums. Um, but to them, because um, Woodcut is like um, a very um, strong, it creates a very strong visual. And um, also wood and paper or the canvas itself is, is very easily obtained in their places. You know, for example, in even rural places, you, you can get wood bought uh, very easily. So that is also part of the reasons why they use woodcut as this medium to organize the people, to work with the people. So we do need to take a quick break, but um, when we come back, we'll continue talking to Christy Ng about the different works that are being shown and perhaps some of the highlights that we should look out for. So I'm speaking with Christy Ng, who is the curator of an exhibition called Carving Reality, Contemporary Woodcut Exchange Exhibition from East Asia. That's on at the Chongsan Building until the 6th of December. So we'll be back after a short break. You're listening to Front Row on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. Welcome back. This is Front Row on The Bigger Picture, and I'm Sharmila Ganesan. I'm speaking with Christy Ng. She is the curator of an exhibition called Carving Reality. Uh, that's on at the Chongsan Building until the 6th of December. So, Christy, before the break, you sort of outlined for us this tradition of social realist woodcut printmaking that's, that's got this connection that's happening between the different countries that you're featuring. Can you tell us a little bit about the individual countries and some of the specific themes or 
ideas that you see because we've got yeah. six countries. Um, I know we talked about the similarities. I want to also hear about the uniqueness of each tradition. Yeah, um, actually, this uh, exhibition is installed into two uh, different venues at the Zhongshan building. So the first part would be um, the backroom gallery that is uh, uh, on one of the second floor of the first lot. And then we also occupy to another side that is um, at where the Tommy Levickers Bakery is. Um, so there is this courtyard place. Um, so uh, if you go into the courtyard, um, you will see this like big print with some Chinese wedding uh, in the middle of the courtyard. Uh, this piece is created by a Taiwanese collective called Print and Calf Department and it is a collaboration between uh, the collective and also an organization called TIWA, uh, Taiwan International Workers Association. Um, so uh, this piece is uh, a combination of uh, different individual works into a bigger print and um, it's a, a, a collectively made by the migrant workers in Taiwan and these migrant workers they are either uh, injured from their workplace or you know are uh, um, uh, violate, why, uh, what do you call that? Violated by their employers. So, uh, and they are waiting to be sent back to their home country. So, um, in this piece, you can see, you know, um, they, they have their uh, shadow or the silhouette of, of, of each uh, individual migrant workers. It, it's like, you know, they are just somebody that you want to hire as a worker, as a manpower to help out in your factory or whatever. Um, but you don't see their personality. You don't see their own desires or dreams or anything about this human being. So actually the Chinese wording on this piece is you purchase us, but we are human too. So it's trying to raise the awareness of, you know, the, that we should treat treat these people as human being as well. It's, it's not just manpower to help you in whatever way you want to. So I think this is also a very meaningful piece in this exhibition. And um, if we shift to look at the other venue that is uh, at the gallery space called the back room, um, that um, at the entrance of that exhibition, um, the first piece we hang is um, actually a, a work called The Parliament by Pangrok Sulap. So um, that is a really new work uh, from the collective uh, that's done uh, earlier this year. And that piece is, um, uh, you can say, it somehow look like a, an animal farm, a scene from the animal farm. You see different um, species of animals, you know, talking or pointing to each other, screaming. Yeah, um, I think, um, you know, everyone gets that especially after our country has a, um, a lot of uh, ongoing uh, politics uh, events. Uh, yeah, I, I think that is pretty straightforward uh, for everyone to understand. Um, and also um, walking into the gallery space, uh, the first piece that would caught your eye would be um, a, a set of work done by uh, Taring Padi. Um, it is a, a, like flags, banner flags, um, a set of uh, 22 pieces of woodcut that is done collectively by the um, volunteers and the members of the collective. So um, yeah, you can see from there, you know, even um, uh, the uh, members of the collectives um, 
have uh, really different skills or issues that are uh, addressing too. But uh, in a set that you can see, it is still intact to, to present, you know, the uh, idea of the work uh, from this collective. Yeah. Mm. And um, in terms of um, the themes, in terms of the ideas, uh, do you find that certain countries tend to focus on certain things more? Some of the collectives are really young. Um, for example, the um, uh, uh, Japan, Taiwan, and Hong Kong ones. Um, they, um, for example, the Japanese collective, they always um, uh, reflect on certain. Uh, historical events. Um, for example, in, in our exhibition, there's this piece of woodcut called the Rice Riot. So um, this event actually took place 100 years ago in 1980. Um, it is about a, a group of uh, women workers that's working at uh, the dock. They realized, you know, the merchants for uh, selling the, the rice, um, they, they started to increase the price of the rice because they can sell it to the Japanese government which is, um, you know, having walls at, at different places. So they need a lot of uh, food supplies. And these merchants see a chance to rise the price. So um, they, they, they did it. And these women uh, workers, they realized something is not right about this. So they raise it up and they caught a lot of um, public attention. And they somehow, you know, protested over again this um, uh, act of the merchants. And um, this historical event is, is called... Uh, the Rice Riot, which is portrayed in, in the A3BC uh, work in our exhibition. So um, this is how they always uh, look back into history and, you know, to bring up the issues, for example, women participation in social movements, things like that. Um, yeah, and for um, Malaysia and Taring uh, uh, Padi in Indonesia, I think uh, the issues such as uh, corruption, political uprising, um, the environmental issues, land rights and, uh, you know, um, uh, the labor's issues is always rise in, in their work. Yeah. Um, but in general, um, I, I would say that uh, each of these artists or collectives, they always look back into what happened in their society uh, in the past or, or in the current. Um, and then they try to respond to, uh, to these issues. It seems to me also that um, just from the works that you've described, there's a sense of using the local, using local incidences, local examples, but to kind of also use those as a reflection of larger global common issues. Yes, you're right. Um, so if you look at these um, uh, works done by different people, different collectives, you can still see what is the common issues you know, happening around in Asia. And yeah, um, if you push forward, like how do we actually form a larger solidarity or resistance to these things that you don't want to see in your society? And um, by this self-organized um, artistic collectives uh, network, um, actually these people, they are always uh, uh, concerned about each other's situation. Um, they even put up, you know, um, uh, solidarity uh, 
notices on their social media to support each other. And I think that is very, very uh, valuable in the sense of, you know, even we are, you know, people from different places, you, you know, the things happen in your country might not uh, have an effect on me, but we still support each other. In, in that sense, yeah. Mm. Do are all of the artists involved in this also, in some sense, um, artists who use their work as activism? Um, I would say some of them, um, not all of the uh, participating. Uh, uh, collective or artists they are full-time artists so uh, some of them they have their day jobs for example uh, we have journalists we have social workers we also have people running info shop they are anarchists and and uh, musicians all that um, but you know even from their day jobs or in their other interests you can still see um, they are engaging with these social uh, topics that um, they they hope to bring a chance to to raise awareness or to make a change yeah, in, in their other parts of, the, of their life, of their practices. Tell me a little bit about style, because one of the things um, about woodcut is that um, the visual needs to be, it needs to be strong, but it also needs to be simple in some sense for it to be able to translate into the printmaking medium. Um, tell me about the different kinds of styles that we see in the works that are being shown. Um, yeah, so the most basic ones would be the black and white, just one color and you will see positive negatives of um, blocks that create the images or even the slogans. Um, for this exhibition, I think um, actually we have a lot of uh, walk-ins. They just like it because it's very straightforward. You see very um, solid images and also very strong slogans calling for your attention. Um, I think that is very easy, you know, for you know people without any art backgrounds or knowledge. You can just understand it by yourselves. Um, yeah, and for um, the works we've shown in this uh, exhibition, beside of the really basic black and white uh, woodcuts, we also have some colored woodcut. Um, you know, some of them is two or three layers, so they play with colors um, that require a longer time, you know, more patience into creating that uh, piece of works. Um, but basically, um, they just played with uh, uh, the medium itself and also how they present the works. Uh, for example, some are printed on um, paper, some are on flags, on, on canvases, um, yeah, and Actually, uh, woodcut itself is a very modest uh, medium, um, but to be able to play around with it, um, you really need to experiment on yourself and, you know, just um, take on uh, the, uh, your curiosity to um, uh, uh, play with it. But um, the medium itself is... Um, I would say quite limited in a way, you know, you, you don't have um, like uh, the um, gradient kind of styles or uh, the watercolor effect if you are, you know, comparing it to the other mediums. Mm. So that's interesting, right? Because um, you also mentioned earlier how the roots of woodcut print is actually quick dissemination, being able to make multiple copies, um, being able to share. Um, where does that line then between art and and something more mass lie like in terms of taking woodcut uh, work and looking at it as art how do we determine where the art is <laughs> this is tricky um yeah so the line between art or non-art is um is the way in you look at things you know if it is just 
an image, it can be anything. But if what if you know the artist trying to convey something through the images, you know, they are also um, hoping to create um, more visible um, visibility to the people that need our attention. So um, in my research, I also look at, um, I call it the politics of art, like you not only make uh, images or works that is based on these uh, subject matters, but also what is this piece of art going to make a change to these people? For example, um, the migrant workers that I mentioned in the, in the courtyard piece. Um, you know, if we do not have this piece, we may just think, you know, it's just labor issues, migrant workers issues in another country. We, we will not pay more attention to this. We do not know how serious is this problem is affecting people around the world. But through a medium of woodcut or art in general, we try to bring up these issues again. And we do not only want to, you know, make stories or make artworks um, on these people, but we make it together with them. We want them to be valued, want them to be seen and heard in some sense. Mm. Yeah. So what was your curatorial approach to this exhibition? Actually, um, at very begin at the very beginning, I was thinking, um, because I'm I'm into this uh, woodcut research uh, for quite some years now, and I just think um, printmaking in general is so underrepresented in Malaysia. So I want to put up a, a an exhibition that is about printmaking, and because I am more familiar with uh, woodcut, so I choose woodcut as my focal point. And then later, because you know, in in Malaysia we have really a lot of artists working in the printmaking and also in woodcuts. Um, but I also trying to reach out the non-regular art audience. Um, so that's why I think I want to put up something that is really direct and really strong and very easy to understand. So um, yeah, that's how I choose the works in, in, for this exhibition. And that's also the reason why I want to expand the exhibition into the, uh, the courtyard part uh, at the Zhongshan building, because I think the reach out is also very important. We do not only want the regular you know, gallery visitors to come and see the show, but also, you know, people going to the cafe, having their brunch, they can also get to uh, get a closer look at these pieces and it might trigger some other th- thinking or thoughts of, of these people later. Are these all new works that were commissioned for this exhibition or are they existing works that you've put together? Uh, some of them are new works. Uh, some of them are created um, before the exhibition, but I think it is also um, uh, very related to my curatorial statement. So um, I invited them to join. Um, you know, um, it's not. Um, uh, I I do not commission all of this work. In fact, um, it's. Um, I can't say that this is a commission uh, exhibition, uh, but um, most of them, they are having, uh, uh, most of them loan their uh, existing works and some of them create new works um, to fit into this um, uh, exhibition. Um, actually, this exhibition was planned uh, to happen in earlier this year, but because of the ongoing pandemic and um, they can't come and um, we had conversation, we had ongoing conversations and some of the artists also make new works. For example, you can see, you know, some are responding to the pandemic, um, 
um, um, for example, uh, one collective in 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 Bali, um, then Pasa Collective, they made a few uh, prints that is um, responding to the uh, COVID nineteen. Um, that says um, um Perut tidak dibisa lockdown. You know the people are locked down, but your stomach cannot be locked down. So um this collective actually they are um, um giving out free food. Um they collect and and give out the free food to the local communities, um, which is very helpful. Yeah. Mm. So just to wrap up, Christy, um, you talked a lot about accessibility when it when it comes to um, woodcuts. What do you th- what do you think for an audience that's attending this exhibition? What do you think they get out of seeing not just these woodcut works that talk about these social issues, but also seeing them from a range of countries across Asia? Actually, a lot of people they after they see the show they would say, "Oh, very interesting. Where is this artist from?" So they, um, they because of the very uh, similar kind of uh, visual elements in this exhibition, they might think this is only from one artist or one collective. A lot of them says, "You know, it's it's a very strong um, uh, exhibition that conveys really um, uh, uh, that leads us back to to look at the society we live." in um yeah what are the common issues in asia that we should put more attention and also address to so i guess um yeah most of the people get it in this way um, um uh, after seeing the exhibition i just wanted to ask um as a final question given that you've been researching this for a while and given that you put this together where do you see woodcut printmaking going or expanding uh from here on especially within this region um, actually, I am currently making a zine um, that is on uh, these woodcut collectives as well, um, but we nailed it on uh, the, the topic of uh, authorship and also the way of producing these um, woodcuts. So we do not only look at uh, the medium itself, but also how you create this together with the people. I guess, um, you know, in this period of time, a lot of us are separated. Um, we, we always emphasize on our individuality um, or, you know, in the contemporary art, we always emphasize the personal artistic uh, style or the charisma of the person uh, individual artists but um, I think um, we try to take a step back and look how these uh, collectives produce in some sense that they promote um, collectivism they promote um, you know the traditional uh, uh, living values um, for example in in the uh, Sabahan collectives um, they always use this term Gotong Royong when they are trying to work together with the people so uh, living in a like really modernized uh, society nowadays um, how do we actually connect back to the traditional values is also like how I would like to research more into and and try to see is there any alternatives that we can you know apply more in our daily living. Thank you so much, Christy. Thank you so much for yeah having me. Thank you. I've been speaking with Christy Ng, who is the curator of an exhibition called Carving Reality, Contemporary Woodcut Exchange Exhibition from East Asia. The show features woodcut prints from Malaysia, Indonesia, East Timor, Hong Kong, Taiwan and Japan, and is currently on at the Chongsan Building until the 6th of December. Viewing is by appointment only, so for more information, go to thebackroomkl.com. If you've missed any part of this interview or any previous Front Row segments, you can download the podcast 
podcasts on bfm.my, on our BFM app or on Spotify. You've been listening to Front Row on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.